We're on a mission from God. And now for something completely different. This is Pastor Jolly John Lekomsky. And this is Pastor Matt Youngblood Clark from Ascension Lutheran Church in South St. Louis. Oh, yeah, and I should mention that I am in New Athens, Illinois for one more time. Well, actually, two more times, and then we'll be up north, up in Minnesota. Uh, and, and this, I should also mention, Matt, that this is our special Pentecost episode. Uh, we do this annually. But but I'm still frustrated, Matt, because, uh, you know, as we've been talking about previous years, we're trying to commercialize Pentecost, and we're just not having much success with that. <laughs> I know what you mean. I mean, after all, that's why there's such a, such a to-do, even in our society, about Christmas and, and even Easter, but Pentecost just kind of gets overlooked. Yeah, well, and, and you know, that's it. You hear a lot of Christians complaining about the commercialization of Christmas and Easter. But but honestly, I, what that has done is that's kept those two Christian holidays at the forefront of our culture. And, and they're still the, the two best attended <laughs> times in the church year. And I'm thinking if we could only commercialize Pentecost, then maybe we could, could also have a lot of people show up for Pentecost services. And, and it seems like a natural I believe it was several years ago you pointed out there is a Dove candy, which would be perfect, right? They're missing out. I know. And, 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 you know, the other thing I was thinking of in terms of the retailers, you know, the Spirit gives seven gifts. Can you imagine the sales, the retail sales would have instead of giving a person one gift, that you would give them seven gifts? Uh so, so I have a plan, though. You know, before we've just talked about it, we've never had a plan. So, so you want to hear what my plan is? Yeah, sure, John. What do you, what do you have for us? Okay. I can't well, wait to hear this. <laughs> I, I think we, we'll need the help. We need the help of our listeners. Because uh, what I would like our listeners to do, uh, shall we call them our little wrestlers? <laughs> <laughs> no, I don't think so. Maybe not. I, I mean, we need a good name for our listeners, you know, because all the cool radio shows Whoa. have names for their their listeners. Well, for right, right now, uh, even though you're nameless, when the next time you go to a Hallmark store, just say, "Can you show me where your Pentecost section is?" Oh, I like that. <laughs> yeah, and if you go into a, like a Walmart or a Target, just go up to one of the clerks and say, "Can you tell me where your Pentecost candy is? I'd like to get some Pentecost candy." Oh, John, that's uh, brilliant. Well, and it might be a little late for that, so you might want to say, "Where, where is your half-off Pentecost candy?" <laughs> <laughs> Even better. You no, think? I think that the, the greeting card industry is, in particular, be all over this. <laughs> well, I don't know how they're missing it. It's such an opportunity. Uh, but anyway, well, at least we've done our bit now to try to commercialize Pentecost. We've done and, our small part, and uh, we're counting on our little wrestlers to do their part, too. <laughs> well, I don't know. I'm not sure I like that title, but, but whatever. We'll do it for now. If someone has a better name, please email us at the station, and uh, we'll yeah. work on that. Yeah, because if, if we call our listeners that, I think they're going to stop listening, John. <laughs> <laughs> well, are they listening anyway, Matt? That's the question. <laughs> they're out there somewhere. They're out there sure. somewhere. Sure. I, you know, seriously, people do come up to me when I'm, because I'm kind of preaching around now. 
<laughs> I guess preaching that's around. Okay. Yeah, to be preaching around. There's other things you're not supposed to be doing around, you know. But preaching, I think it's all right. Preaching around. Uh, and uh, people come up and say, "Oh, yeah, we love to listen to you and Matt," and or, or at least they say we love to listen to Matt. But whatever, uh, <laughs> they recognize the fact that there is a show called Wrestling with the Basics. What do you like about Pentecost, Matt? Now, you've done this for how many years? How many years you've been pastor? Well, let's see. It's been, uh, I think, 15 years now, John. Yeah. Yeah, yep. So uh, what's not to like about Pentecost yeah. is what I would say. Uh, <laughs> better question. So, uh, so, go ahead. You know, well, I mean, one of the things I like is this is, again, uh, you know, just 50 days after, after, you know, Jesus' death and resurrection, and then already we see that this good news, this new good news of the gospel is meant for, for all nations. Yeah. You know, Jesus wasn't joking in Matthew 28 when he said, go and make disciples of all nations. And, and here God very intentionally, just 10 days after Jesus' ascension, by the way, on Pentecost, uh, really intentionally shows, yes, this good news is meant for all people. As we see the nations gathered there in Jerusalem, and Peter's sermon in particular then uh, being preached to those who are gathered. So I, I like how we see it's for, for all people right away. And, you know, I think especially for us, John, because, I, you know, we're, we're not Jews. <laughs> we're Gentiles. <Yes>. And... Uh, <laughs> You know, because I think sometimes we hear, well, the gospel's for all nations. Well, of course it's for me, right? God wants me. You yeah. Know? Well, wait a, wait a second. Wait a second. We, we're among the, the Gentiles. We're among the nations, the, the goyim, right? Uh, as, you know, as the Greek says. But it's, uh, I think that's a beautiful message that this gospel and what Christ has done uh, is for all people. And to see that so quickly uh, in the early history of the church. So, so, so two things, Matt. Uh, uh, number one is we also need to work on the commercialization of Ascension. <laughs> well, yeah, you're telling me. Here at you Ascension may, Lutheran yeah. Church, we have yeah. an Ascension Day service, and we, we want to see the place packed. That's yeah, but, but probably not, <laughs> right? <laughs> so so this, uh, this is our remedy, John, two things. One, oh, okay. Okay. one we in, invite the churches in the circuit, so we've uh -huh. got other pastors helping and uh, a couple other choir singing with our choir. So that, that boosts attendance well, that when you is. invite the other churches. And, and well, it's also just a joyous thing, and I, I really appreciate that. And then the, the second thing is, after the service, uh, we have uh, Ted Drew's Mini Concretes. So oh that, my that helps, too. So oh my. Now we need to add that to our list of things for, for Pentecost and Christmas and Easter, if you ask me. I oh, think yeah, every major Christian holiday, there should be plenty of Ted Drews. Rose and Custer, that's that, right. That might, you may have just broken the lid off of this church grow thing. I think you've got it right there, Matt. <laughs> <laughs> it can't hurt, I'll tell you that. Um, and then the other thing is, uh, I, and it's interesting because I was just reading uh, a, a thing by C.S. Lewis, and, and he was talking about what you just said about this going to all the nations, uh, to the end of the earth, you know, Jesus said, it should go to the ends of the earth. And, and uh, it was cool because he pointed out that that meant it was supposed to come to you and me and to all of our listeners uh, I think sometimes we forget that commandment, just like you said about going to the nations. That was the commandment that God said, I love John, I love Matt, I, I love all those little wrestlers out there. 
<laughs> Seriously, I mean, I thought yes, that exactly. you don't think about that. We're thinking about, oh yeah, well yeah, missions throughout the world, but we forget what we we are those missions. Yes. <laughs> if it wasn't for that commandment, you and I wouldn't be part of this. We wouldn't be doing wrestling with basics, that's for sure. Exactly, and, and I, I think you know also all nations, but then also, you know, I love that idea of. Um, just all peoples, right? Yeah. Uh, all nations. That yeah. doesn't in- exclude anyone, and you know that's one of the reasons that we we have infant baptisms, right? You know that yeah, no one is left out of, of the baptizing of uh, making into disciples, uh, regardless of ethnicity or where they're at, regardless of the color of their skin, but also regardless of of their age or ability or any of those things. You know, it's a beautiful promise that that Jesus makes that this is for for all nations, all peoples. And 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 you kind of hinted at it before. And yeah, yeah. See, that's the problem with our translation, nation, because then we think like Germany and France, and yeah, and yeah. Uh, whereas no, it's actually the ethnos, which is even more striking because it's all the all the outsiders. That that would be probably a good translation, at least if you were a Jew. Those those are the outsiders. Those are the ones that you wouldn't have reached out to. And now Jesus says these are precisely the people yeah. that that uh, I want you to take my good news to. The very ones that you would have. Well, that he did himself right. I've only come for the chosen uh, 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 house of Israel. He says at one point. But of course, that's not that's not the the final plan. No, the final plan is for everyone. Well, can we start reading? You think, Matt? Have you got it there? Acts chapter two. Yeah, let's dig in, John. Yeah, All right. I'm ready to go. So, so yeah. would, you, would you mind reading verses 1 through 4? You got it. When the day of Pentecost arrived, they were all together in one place. And suddenly there came from heaven a sound like a mighty rushing wind. And it filled the entire house where they were sitting. And divided tongues as a fire appeared on them and rested on each one of them. And they were all filled with the Holy Spirit and began to speak in other tongues as the spirits gave them utterance. So, so no Ted Drews. <laughs> okay. Imagine what it would have been like if they'd had Ted Drews back there. But, yeah. but they didn't. They didn't have Ted Drews. So we <laughs> the can't... baptisms would have multiplied. <laughs> <laughs> That's right. However, here's the thing I think that troubles a lot of people. And maybe they'd say, well, this is, I'm sorry. You know, at least at Christmas we have Santa Claus and at Easter we have the Easter Bunny. Uh, uh, but we, we haven't got any. And they had a big to-do, but we don't have a big to-do. We don't have any wind. We don't have any tongues of fire. Maybe you had that kind of stuff. Maybe maybe people would commercialize Pentecost. But but what? how do you deal with that? All these wondrous signs that happen that we don't have anymore, although some people claim they do. But we certainly do in, in, in our Lutheran churches. How do you How do you handle those things, Matt? Yeah, I mean, Pentecost is pretty special, right? So you've got all these attention getters. You got the mighty rushing <laughs> wind. You, you got you know tongues of fire. Yeah. Something special is happening. So those gathered know that, right? Yeah. Um, you know, so that's Jesus' followers, whether that's the twelve disciples or whether you know minus Judas or whether it's um, you know the, this hundred and twenty that's mentioned. You know, followers of Jesus. You know, regardless, it's it's followers of Christ. They're gathered together, and then I think you know it gets their attention. But I'm wondering if it gets the attention of others too, who are there in close proximity. That something special is going on here, uh, and then they have the opportunity to. You know, as we'll see, speak God's word. You know, in an understandable way to people. So, uh, so that there is the one opinion then that if you really want to know for sure, you have the Spirit. 
that then you need to have some kind of signs like that. And like I said, there's all kinds of uh, people that claim that they can uh, slay yeah. in the spirit. There's a, a laughter in the spirit movement. It's just amazing the kind of uh, things that the spirit can do. And of course, as Lutherans, we kind of feel left out because uh, all we have is God's word and sacrament. <laughs> you know, it's um, <laughs> all you need. But, but what I would like to point out is, is I think the spirit is, is not by nature flashy. Okay, I don't think that's his nature to be flashy, but he is practical. Okay, yeah. and, and and everything that you have happening here is actually just practical. So so look look at the signs. Right, what what was what was the first sign, Matt? Uh, the mighty rushing wind, or at least the sound of a mighty rushing wind. Yeah. Yeah, so, so the, the first thing is we got to get people's attention. You, 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 you already said that. Uh, and, and so we've got that, right? Everyone, oh, what is that? And, 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 and you know, what's your opinion? Uh, are they in some house out somewhere in Jerusalem? Are they in the temple? Do you have an opinion yeah. one way well, or on I, that? You know, so I guess that's kind of the two theories. And some have even, you know, uh, theorized perhaps they're even in the very house where they celebrated the, the Last Supper, right? The yeah. upper room even. Um, boy, that's I, we don't know for sure, but you know, for this many people to gather together and hear them, I'm thinking perhaps the temple, just because it's a more public place, and for all these people from all these different nations to be able to gather and, and hear them speak, and uh, perhaps see those flames of fire and and get their attention, I'm thinking perhaps the temple. Yeah, I, I, that, I, I don't know, just like you said, how, how could you ever have a gathering of this uh, varied people except in the temple where everyone would become worshiping? Because you have to remember uh, that Pentecost is not our celebration. It's the Jewish celebration. It was a, it was a harvest celebration. So, so they were doing Pentecost long before we were doing Pentecost. Yes. yes it's, and, and plus the fact that, you know, the Bible tells us that every day after Jesus ascended, they went down to the temple to, to worship God. So it would seem kind of kind of a natural interpretation. Yeah, uh, and, but, and but, the, yeah, and the Greek the Greek word there too. You know, it can be used for house. Luke uses it for house, but he also uses it for for temple. The temple he uses. Oh, that he does. Word. He does. So I was wondering it, about that. It's interchangeable. So um, it could be either one. You know, oikos, uh, the word for house. It could be either one. And he does use that elsewhere in reference to the temple. Yes. Yep. Yeah. Okay, cool. Well, that I think to me that answers it then, because uh, because I can't see any other uh, venue where where this would be possible to happen. So anyway, you, you've got the temple, and the temple, of course, is a big. See, people don't understand that it's a great big place, and it has all kinds of porticos. Uh, it's kind of like being in in like one of the big uh, football or baseball stadiums where there's all you know it's a it's a big big area, and you've got to get everybody into one section. Well, what better way than to make this big explosion, right? Uh, if you hear a big explosion, the sound of a rushing wind, a train coming through right away, you're where is that? What's going on? Uh, even now, as we're recording, if there would be a big kaboom, you and I would both get up and look out our windows. So, so number one, we're getting everybody's attention attracted, okay? Uh, but we have, a, we have a second problem in that we've got all these people, you know, thousands and thousands of people, and we need them to focus on one particular group. Uh, like you said, whether it's the 120 or whether it's the newly refreshed 12 disciples, but somehow we got to get them focused on the Christians in the crowd. And what better way of doing that than putting tongues of fire on their head, right? That would yeah. catch my attention. Oh, 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 here's my other question. Where do you think the tongues of fire were, Matt? No. 
<laughs> yeah, good question, Sean. Um, well, it, if you look at artwork, you know, most of the time it's on top of their heads, right? Yeah. And I think, you know, it says it rested on them and we kind of assume that. But, um, but you know, maybe not. Maybe not. I know. I think, you you know, we've talked about it before, you know, perhaps the tongues were coming out of their, their mouths, you know, literal kind of tongues of fire, you know, to show the importance of the words that they're speaking, to, to bring attention to their speech, to the actual words, perhaps. So that's another one where, yeah, I, we're not sure. I don't know. Yeah, but but I do like that thought, too. They were tongues, after all. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> so, but, but we don't know for sure. But obviously, this should draw people's attention to this particular group, so, so the Spirit now has gathered a crowd. He's got their focus on his spokesman. But the what's the one problem that remains, Matt? Uh, the language barrier. Yeah, because this is a gathering of people, as we'll see from all over the, that uh, world, that part of the world. And so they have to be able to talk in ways that everybody will be understand them. I will ask you one, one more question. And again, we don't have any definitive answer, but I'm wondering what your thought is. So do you think they were speaking in some kind of language that everyone could understand? Or were they all speaking in a different language so that everyone could understand? Uh, yeah, I know. And, you know, yeah, I think it's a great question. And then also, you know, were they speaking in such a way that you, it was audible to people in their own language? You know what I mean? Yeah. Like they heard their own language being spoken. I know it's that's an interesting question. I tend to think they were speaking in those individual languages. And, you know, here are these guys speaking in tongues or other languages who are just common, ordinary people, right? A lot of them are fishermen even. And yet... It's, it's not their doing, it's the work of the Holy Spirit that enables them to speak in these other languages. And that's what, that's what amazes people, right? Um, that they can hear them tell the mighty works of God in their own tongues. So I don't know, you know, again, John, we don't have a, you know, a, a, you know, a sure answer on this one, but um, I tend to think they were speaking in those actual other languages. And, and Matt, I really appreciate the fact that you repeatedly uses the word languages, uh, because unfortunately this translation tongues, uh, uh, there, there are people who claim to speak in, quote, tongues, unquote, and, and strangely enough, you can't understand a thing that they're saying. Yeah. <laughs> okay. Yeah. Uh, and, and I think it's important for people to know that here in the Bible, in the original language, no, it was just saying what you said. It, they spoke in all these different languages, which now means we have to go back in the business about tongues of fire. Well, whatever. Let's read the next few verses, which actually establish everything we've just said, that this is exactly what was happening. This isn't our speculation, but this yeah. is exactly what was happening through the work of the Spirit. So if you yeah, could read... It, <laughs> <laughs> and guess what, Matt? I'll let you read the one with all those different. Oh, great! Thanks, John. Yeah, I appreciate uh, that. But, but real quick, can yeah, I just say yeah. say one more thing? Just to kind of add to what you said. You know, you kind of you talked about, you know, today people seeking to speak in tongues or being slain in the spirit and and all those types of things. You know, I think, you know, one way to look at Pentecost, I think, too, is, you know. We, we have this distinction sometimes when we read the Bible about things that are, are descriptives or prescriptive, yeah. right? So I think, like, you've just done a great job of just of 
of showing us that this is descriptive. This is this is describing what happened on that day of Pentecost and how the Spirit is so practical and is working and brings attention to the those the followers of Jesus. And that describes what happens, right? The, the tongues of yeah. fire, the wind, you know, being able to speak in other languages so that people can understand. That's that's great. But it's not prescriptive. You know, prescriptive would be to say, well, we need to still do this today. There still needs to be these unbelievable manifestations of the Spirit, including loud noises and flames and speaking in other languages or other tongues, to know that the Spirit is really, really at work. And we'd say, well, no, <laughs> it's not prescriptive. You know, there's nowhere where it says uh, in, in Acts chapter 2 that worship needs to be like this, or we need to go and do likewise. No, that's not in there. So, you know, this is describing what happened that day at Pentecost. Thanks be to God. There's much to be learned from it. Uh, it's important, but it's not prescribing what the church should look like today when we gather for worship. And, and you know what's interesting, Matt, and, and we're not going to get, I guess we are going to have a two-part Pentecost <laughs> it's episode. It's looking like that. <laughs> Good well, stuff, it, 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 Well, it's, it's two weeks we could eat Ted Drew's ice cream then. <laughs> Perfect. Oh, the I think that should continues. become part of our Pentecost celebration. Uh, but next week we'll actually, because there, there are prescriptive things in this story, and we'll talk about that next week. What are the things that the Bible oh, does yeah. prescribe? Good, if you want to know for sure you have the Holy Spirit. Because Peter's actually very explicit about what you have to have to know for sure you've got the Spirit. Um, well, in the last few minutes here, Matt, if you let, let's just finish the introduction. If you could read verses 5 through 13. Okay, here we go. Now they were dwelling in Jerusalem Jews, devout men from every nation under heaven. And at this sound, the multitude came together, and they were bewildered because each one was hearing them speak in his own language. All right, Matt, I'm sorry, I got to interrupt you there because it's yeah, just ahead. what we said, right? So and it com- they're all gathered together. That's what the that's what he wanted to do with the, the, the loud the loud noise, the the sound of rushing wind. They're all gathered together, and now they're also hearing. They're focused on these guys with the tongues of fire and on the various languages because they can all hear them speak in their own language. So I just I just wanted you to I wanted our listeners to see we're not making that stuff up. It is actually what the Bible says. That was the purpose of all of these songs. But go ahead, finish it up then. Yeah, verse 7, it says, And they were amazed and astonished, saying, Are not all these who are speaking Galileans? And how is it that we hear each of us in our own native language? Parthians and Medes and Elamites and residents of Mesopotamia, Judea and Cappadocia, Pontus and Asia, Phrygia and Pamphylia, Egypt and the other parts of Libya belonging to Cyrene, and visitors from Rome, both Jews and proselytes. Cretans and Arabians. We hear them telling in our own tongues the mighty works of God. And all were amazed and perplexed, saying to one another, What does this mean? But others mock, saying, They are filled with new wine. So so there you have it. Uh, and, and I wonder if the fact that all these nations, uh, our groupings are, are listed, isn't an indication that that it wasn't some universal language, but it was each of these individual, they were hearing it in their, their, their own tongue. Well, like you said, we can't say that for sure. The thing that always struck me about this verse was that final one, that they, they mocked them, some of them mocked them. Yeah. And, and having known drunk people, <laughs> okay, drunk people, <laughs> they, they can hardly speak their own <laughs> language, little less somebody else's language. So, uh, you know, that's what the Old Testament it says the atheist is a fool and I think that's probably <laughs> demonstrated here with those that thought they were filled with new wine yeah um, 
Matt, we got about a minute left. Uh, any any final comments you want to make? And then next week we'll come back. Thank you for the whole business about this is just descriptive. It's what happened. It doesn't have to happen all the time when the Spirit comes. Next week we'll talk about what is prescriptive, which you need to have if you want to know you have the Spirit for sure. But Matt, any final comments here? Yeah, just to kind of bring this full circle at the beginning, you know, you asked me what, what sticks out with Pentecost and that said uh, that emphasis of all nations. And I think we see that here with these listing of these nations and regions, but then also the number here, there's 12 different regions listed. I think that's kind of neat, this mm. idea of, you know, almost like a 12 tribes type of connection, oh, yeah. you know, that this, this totality, this kind of, uh, uh, you know, that these are God's chosen people too, in that he wants them to know about Jesus. <laughs> he wants them to know the gospel. So I think that's kind of neat, and I think perhaps even intentional as, as Luke records this. Yeah, and, and that's what's cool, isn't it? They're not preaching about themselves, but they're preaching about the mighty works of God, the greatest, of course, which is uh, the gift of Jesus Christ, our Savior. This has been Wrestling with the Basics.